No. <laughs> Matt, what did I tell you? Well, I told you you could go crazy. Yeah, you did. And it hasn't even started yet. No. I'll hold back. We're, we're in trouble. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1057, April 14th, 2023. The record high on this day was 89 degrees in 2003. It was 18 degrees on two occasions. 1826. I don't know how that snuck in there. I didn't think we kept records that far back. And 1928. And I have ice outs. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1977, Mm -hmm. 1887, 1918, 1932, 1941, 1961, and 2011. White Bear Lake went out on this day in 1961, 1983, and again in 1984. And ladies and gentlemen, it is the Garage Logic opener. Oh, right there. It's 75 degrees. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, (laughs) here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. In honor of it, beat the radio's on, and the common sense is flowing free. So really a lot of, a lot of, stuff, a lot of planning here, isn't there? Yeah. Like a teenager in the backseat of a car on a Saturday night. He's a little eager. In honor of it being the opener, we're joined by Jeff Dayton, who's joined us at the fair a couple here, of times here, 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 in town. Thanks, Joe. Tonight, Jeff Dayton is at the uh, Music Cafe in Excelsior, but unfortunately, we think that's sold out. I believe it is. It usually and, does. Right. And to tomorrow night, you're at nice Crooners in Fridley. Actually, no, Crooners uh, was last week. We had to reschedule. So okay, so just you're in town uh, just to do Excelsior. Yeah, but I'm here to, just to do Garage Logic. To, to, to do Garage Logic. <laughs> that's right. I mean, really, this I, I wouldn't skip this date. No, talk I about know a, you wouldn't. Talk I know about you a would. kid in the back seat who's eager, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Keep your distance, please. We got to we got to run through some bio, biographical information because I'm intrigued by this. Because at one point you were a resident of Matamidi. Yes, sir. But then you moved. Yes, sir. The family moved to. Oh, I moved. You moved. Yeah, the family stayed. You left. Yeah. They said, what What are you going to do? Were you when caught you smoking up? behind the high school, that <laughs> kind nope, of thing? No, Monterey. I mean Monterey. Montemidae was a, a short-lived little, uh, you know, stopgap. Okay, then you went to Orono? No, I was done at Montemidae. I actually graduated in What Montemidae. year? Nah, that was before. <laughs> Again, like we said. Oh, well, I want to know because I, I have siblings who graduated from Montemidae. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Other times, no, other maybe. Time. Yeah, I might have gone to school with them. You know, and if the name is familiar, you have you're a you're a cousin of the Daytons, as in Dayton. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you have strong Minnesota roots. I am proud to be a Minnesotan, and I'm proud to be a Dayton. And were you a native? Were you born in Minnesota? Yes, sir. Okay. Born in uh, Abbott Hospital in the old days. I'll be oh. damned. Hey, and then, so was I. Yeah. And then you went on, and look at you. And then you went on to. Uh, <laughs> You went on to some, and you continue to enjoy some great musical notoriety. You were Glenn, Glenn Campbell's band director. Yes, sir. And you played with him. Sure did. And in fact, you uh, you have the ability to uh, to play his songs because you uh, you've licensed them correctly. <laughs> Same answer. 
Right. And <laughs> and now, do you live in Nashville? Yes, I do. And, I've and been there 23 years now. T- 23 years I hear in it's Nashville. a 24-year town, so John I'm sticking around. John and I just had this discussion. Is it the coolest city in America? Well, it's the it city yeah. in America, for, especially for music and, and partying. You know, well, last night the Wild lost in overtime. I watched the game at Nashville, I and I it. thought the crowd was completely dead. I thought that was an unimaginative crowd in Nashville. But I, I haven't even checked the sports pages today. But I don't think Nashville made the playoffs. No, they did not. So they're, they're, they they the know? crowd was well, the, uh, the Wild did though, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So they're playing yeah. like big boy hockey here on right. And and right now your career is is touring. Are you on an endless tour like Bob Dylan? I have so much going on in my life, Joe. I. Well, tell us a little bit of it. We have John Height with his guitar. Come on, John. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Huh? Yeah. (laughs) My brother on the guitar. We've had both times at the State Fair. He's been over there just jamming. Yeah, yeah. I I asked these guys to ask you, you know, ask Jeff, make sure it's okay. Everybody said, nah, don't worry about it. Jeff won't care. Man, I love the company. I do. And you're a great player. Well, thanks. All you guys are good guys. Okay, okay, okay. You try to put on, but (laughs) you're you're all great guys. But you don't know how much of a respite this is. A, it's the opener in Garage Logic, which is the ceremonial uplifting of the garage door Uh during... The Friday when it first when it first hits seventy during the show. Oh, I just hit seventy. Right. So we've had a long. That's neither here nor there. We've had a long. I let you in there. You let you in a little bit. We've had a long. There's a clue. We've right. had a long lingering winter. So this is a much yeah. uh, anticipated garage door opener. So for 2023, we'll note that it was April 14th. Mm-hmm. Plus the news. Uh, we, we've ended up, uh, Jeff, kind of chronicling the end of the United States as we know it. And, and today's a great way to take a break from that, because I'm not I going into most of the stuff we talked about before the show. Right. Well, there's always next week right. to get to that. And I came in, and I, I always catch a lot of grief, Jeff, from John Haidt. What? Uh, who constantly <laughs> questions, well, he questions everything I say, but he really questions... <laughs> My musical taste, or my musical knowledge. Well, that, no, he's not yeah. the only well, one. Yeah, Kenny brought, <laughs> your taste. We've been together on air when you've brought up some cool little tidbits that these young pups don't know Thank nothing you. about. Thank you. And there's good value in that history. Um, you yeah, know. but I blew the history today. No. Because I came in singing Every Night by Paul McCartney. Hey, John, you ever heard of this And one? I said, I made the mistake <laughs> to John. I said, well, do you know this song by McCartney? I just heard a Rodney Crawl version. Uh, oh, you really? know Rodney probably. Of course, yeah. I've yeah. seen him several times. And and he did a nice version of Every Night. I heard it on the radio yesterday by Paul McCartney, and I'm I'm relaying this to John as though I have something relevatory. So this is something new. And John just <laughs> yawned and said, Well, he you know, he released it fifty three years ago. <laughs> It was when he was on his farm in Scotland. He was playing all the instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the Bowl of Cherries album. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. and you two are going to are you two going to struggle your way through it? Oh, just, are we? Well, I didn't Jeff, know that. Well, give us parts of every well, night. I just want to go out my head. Okay, we're going to do this. Every night, I just want to go out, go out of my head. Every night I just want to stay out on my bed Every night I want to play out And every day I want us to But tonight I just want to stay in 
Say, Kenny, you know, the, the part about us with the copyright stuff, that's what's going to get us sued. Yeah, yeah. Joe singing. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, you know, guys, you know one rule of being in the band. The singer is always right. Oh. So, yeah. so if he cuts he into that truth. chorus early, I was never allowed to go sing. with it. I was never allowed to I was, sing. I was thinking how ironic it was that Paul used to have to take static because he let Linda sing. Yeah. Just think if he'd heard all this. Oh. Well, John, oh. you let Yoko sing, so well, I can't be worse than that. That was a different oh, thing well, altogether. That's, yeah. a, that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> are, you con- are you continually writing music? Uh, all the time, yeah. Yeah. I, What's the process? Um, I actually have a chapter in my book. I'm working on a book. And the, one of the subtitles is the process. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, you okay. hit it right. As Glenn would say, you really hit the nail with your head on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, the process usually for me begins with a title because if you don't have an engine, you're you can line up boxcars, but they ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I try to come up with a great idea, and then if I've got an idea, then I can kind of aim all you know all the arrows at that target. So wherever that bullseye is. You know, the title is king, and it, then we know what to focus on. So, like, for example, there's a song I wrote about Glenn's Alzheimer's, Glenn Campbell's, mm-hmm. called Long Slow Train Out of Town. Mm-hmm. And, was, and you came up, that was the, you began with that title. Well, that was where I started, and yep. then I realized that I had a line, a lifetime full of memories are empty boxcars now on mm-hmm. a long, slow train out of town. Wow. wow. You want to do it for yes. us? Or don't you play that I t- song? I tell you what, you guys play it off the record. We can play it off the record. And my daughter Carrie's actually singing on the record, too. So, hmm. But writing songs, uh, writing lyrics seem easy. Uh, writing music seems impossible. Yeah, I, well, no, I don't mean to cheap. I'm not, I'm not cheap. Like, I'm just saying, okay, writing lyrics seems easier than writing. How do you write music? Well, I have something in mind whenever I'm putting lyrics together. So if I'm working on an idea, I kind of know that I'm not going to do one thing. I'm going to do another sort of, you know, like if I'm feeling a groove, you know, um, I have a new song called Tropical Troubadour. I want it kind of a New Orleans second line. I felt the music since I was a kid. I'm more like my dad than my mom would admit. 
I guess the apple doesn't fall too far I dig an E to a G-sharp chord Sometimes I sleep in my 89 Ford Whoa, whoa, I'm just a tropical troubadour <laughs> Like that. Wow, okay. And so if you've got a, an experience... Any experience with the groove that you want to put together, then you just do it. Now there were there's a song on the new record, another one, that I wrote with fifth graders from uh, Minnewashita Elementary School. Yeah, that's out Minnetonka way. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling us about this at the fair. Yeah, yeah. And that song ended up on the record. Oh, that's so cool. A song I co-wrote with eight fifth graders who were special needs kids. Oh yeah. So it you know get your mind mind blown, set an expectation, and have a, a special needs fifth grader knock it right out of the park. How mm. old were you when you left Minnesota? Uh, well, I had been I, I left for Phoenix uh, after being here for quite a while. I played with some pretty good people. Well, the reason I'm asking is when you're writing and mm -hmm. you're thinking about writing. <clears throat> Is is there any Minnesota in you that comes out? Was well, there anything about sure. your being raised here that absolutely. that would be reflected in what you do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Minnesota is such a crossroads. And if you look at the Minnesota music history, mm -hmm. we've got polka. You know, we had Wally Pickle and all these different guys. You know, we had uh, the blues people up here, Willie Murphy and the Bees. Yeah. And, and um, even before that, we had John Kerner, Spider, uh, oh. Kerner, Glover, and Ray. We right. had... Uh, the folk thing, you know, we had great people. Dylan was here for crying out loud, right. you know. I played the whole coffee house with a Canadian singer-songwriter in 1971. And I tell you what, that was like, that's where Dylan played. Mm -hmm. You couldn't get any better as far as folk music in Minneapolis back then. It was a Kaufman Union down in the basement. Mm -hmm. um, when we had hard rock and roll, and then we had all the country guys like, you know... Um, Silver sheets to lie on. Uh, John Blankety wrote mm -hmm. that from Minnesota. And Dave Dudley. Dave Dudley. Six days on the road and I'm a He's a Minnesota guy? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, did you, have yeah. you met Dylan? No, I have not. not. Although um, uh, Kevin Odegaard, who I was in his band in 1976, wow. had just played on... Uh, Blood in the Tracks. Yeah. That's Kevin's guitar on the front oh, of that I'll record. Oh, I'll be Yeah, yeah. Time out. What would you say if you met Bob Dylan? What would the conversation... I mean, you're meeting a legend, but you're... Would you're, you go Farley on it? I would just, like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do a Chris Farley and that's it. And then just walk away, because anything else you say is stupid. You know, well, you know, you, for the, for the, well, how do you talk to that guy? I mean, not that he's difficult, but I, I wouldn't know what to say that would... Be anything but annoying, right? Right. To, a, to a guy like that. Hey, I, you know, I, I love your writing. Um, thank you for the music. I met Steve Winwood one time in Nashville at a rehearsal facility, mm -hmm. and I said, "Hey, uh, are you." Is your name Steve? He goes, yeah, are you going to Bonnaroo? Uh -huh. I said, no, we're going to Horton, Kansas. <laughs> and and he was, I said, you know, I played with Glenn. Oh, tell Glenn hello, you know. And I said, uh, all I can say is thanks for the music. Jeff, guy. you should ask uh, Joe if uh, he and Patrick have ever had the chance to meet Bob Dylan. I've got a real noir memory. Of I love Dylan. that. What do you got? Well, they didn't you guys chase him around? Well, he was at a Twins game. <laughs> no way. At the Metrodome, yes. Wow. Probably with Jacob, who would then have been eight or yeah. whatever. Wow. And he left in the seventh inning, and Royce and I nudged each other and said, let's get him. Let's follow him. We wanted oh. him. We wanted him to sing for the All-Star game 
when the All-Star game was in the Metrodome in 1985. And we had made a joke of it on the radio. Let's get Dylan. Let's get Dylan. And Dylan imitators were calling the radio show and pretending they were willing to do it. (laughs) But there's the real Bob. He's going up the aisle. We left the press box, followed him out of the Metrodome. He walks across the street and pauses under a street light and lights a cigarette. (laughs) Then he got into a great big Chevrolet station wagon with a lot of kids mm-hmm. and, and oh, some man. other adult who might have been, I don't know, is he a brother or a buddy or, or whatever? Rick, Rick Dillon. No, and, and he uh, <laughs> and drove away, and he never we never did get to talk to him, obviously. Right. But we were pretty damn close to him. Wow. Yeah, Jeff, that's, you it. Know. that's not much of a story. It points out that Sports Talk used to be a hell of a show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, do you know Lamont Cranston, local well, band? Yeah, I. The, here's the thing. Quarterbacks never get to play catch. And they were always doing their thing, and I was always doing my thing. I saw them down at the Caboose back in the day. Yeah. And Bruce McCabe from that band was yeah. in the Kevin Odegaard band at the beginning of the Oh, band. cool. So, so I'm, buddies, had, I, I'm buddies with Larry Hayes, who played rhythm in that band. And he said in the 70s, Dylan was trying to hide out from the public, and he was staying on the couch that they all, li- they all lived in this big house. And Dylan was hiding out, sleeping on the couch. Mm. He said they'd bring a girl home at 3 in the morning from a gig they'd walk in and the girl would see dylan sitting there and it was all over (laughs) (laughs) it was just over oh man that is something that is something when you're playing tonight in excelsior for example do you have a band or is it just you i have two guys with me two of my favorites gary lopak on the bass and jason Kraft on the keys he's playing a hammond organ through a leslie speaker just (laughs) insanely good guy whoever performed with a fuller band including drums oh yeah Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had a. We call it the the large, the cool crew. Actually, the extra large band. Can't take Lyle Lovett's band's name because he's right. a lot. <laughs> but four horns, two drummers. You know, cut percussion. Really loaded up. Really, and that's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a wall of noise. It's kind of like me playing with John. You know, we're just a wall, <laughs> of, wall of noise. But uh, I love doing that. And you know, sometimes you can do that. Sometimes the budget allows, and you just, or sometimes you just don't care, and you call a bunch of great guys, and you say, "Let's have a magic moment." Mm-hmm. So, that's how many cool. kids do you have? I have five. I hope you have an estate plan. Uh, well, they get whatever's left over. Well, <laughs> our, our old booking agent used to say, "No, I'm doing an ad." See, so okay. <laughs> well, our. Uh, our old booking agent, Roger Adams, used to say, Being a sound mind, I spent it all. <laughs> You'll have nothing in like it. Jeff, we have friends called Eckberg Lammers. They're a law firm. They've been preparing estate plans for people for 75 years. But just as importantly, they'll help you with succession planning if you... Uh, are in a small business and things have to move along and you want to take care of it with your family. It's very common to have the kids in the family have different interests, so they take care of that and make it smooth. If you're going to be transitioning to employees, you need to make sure you have the proper structure in place to allow for the, for the transition. And uh, what you've built, built, you don't want to lose. You don't want it lost. You don't want to turn it over to the government right. and have them yes. get their hands on it. You want to keep it out of court and reduce your tax implications, implications. and uh, leave everything very smooth and don't start going George W. on me. You want to keep yes, the family business in the family and create stability and continuity for businesses and their owners. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651. No, that's Rob O'Brien's number. Let's get, call, on, uh, let's, let's get on the lamb. 
Let's call Eckberg Lammers. <laughs> or call Ralph O'Brien. Right. can help you. Let's call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com. I think that was the number for Beak's Pizza. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh, you're playing Jeff. Yes, Go sir. ahead. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. This guy wears many hats. I don't just walk not straight and narrow. Joe I don't Suchere. care if people stare or not. Oh, I don't need no criticizing. People try to change my mind. So what? Because I can't wear somebody else's shoes. I can only be me, win or lose. So walk with me. Stand by me and live like we like and we love. We'll ride the tide with sails on high, fearless and reckless and tough. I dance like I feel it. I call I'm going to tell Jeff my fantasy with Kenny's like done. Using Seafoam motor treatment in your fuel tank gives you one less thing to worry about this summer. It works in your engine. It does not work in your guitar. That's your problem. Um, a lot of people might not realize most preventable engine problems. They start right in the fuel system. Seafoam can help that. They clean. It cleans harmful gum and varnish from the entire system, helping your engine run better, start faster, and last longer. And it works the same magic on all your engines, no matter what kind it is or how big. Seafoam is the ticket. You can find it anywhere. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. When can I fly to Nashville? Yeah. Meet you at the studio. Yeah. And and play the drums on one song you're recording. Oh my God! Uh, you know what? I would welcome that, and I would set that up just for you. Oh boy! And Guess we're doing the show on the road, boys. Yeah. Let's go. Back your bags, boys. We're going on a guilt trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on down. I mean, if I'm home, you're in. I'll make it work. No, he can get in if you're not. So one song with Joe on drums is about a 10-hour session or so. No, <laughs> we can fix Johnny, <laughs> We can fix a lot of stuff. Johnny, you're That's not going to fly, That's but we're going to road trip to Nashville. Yeah, you like to drive, huh? I love it. Yeah. I just did it two weeks ago. I drove oh, through Nashville. What an honor that would be. I would love it. I think that you're honored uh, that I'm... Den- no, I mean, no, you know, don't. The- don't go humble pie. Okay. Just... It just I, 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 I try not to roll any of that. Jeff, <laughs> I put on my humble hat and then my grateful face, and that would be the way. The song Jeff, we bump back with—that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, What's that's the name of it. It's called "Live My Truth." And what album is that on? Uh, "Live My Truth" and also on the Long Slow Train album. Okay. So again, when you're writing that, you knew it was going to kind of be a a little upbeat song. Well, here's what were... happened. Yeah, here's the story. I was at writing at a, a little publishing company that didn't last two years, and they had. They had their plugger, the guy who's like the realtor for the songs. He said, hey, I'm looking for a song. I'm going to meet this group in about 15 minutes, and I need a song that's up-tempo and positive on life. He said, I said, okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. He said, well, have you got it? I said, well, I'm going to write it. And he goes, well, you haven't even got a demo. I said, well, I don't need fi- but 15 minutes. I'll have it. He goes, ah, crazy. I'm leaving. And I said, well, I'm going in the kitchen. Write it anyway. <laughs> and so I did and it just started, and it fell out in 20 minutes. So that's how it wow. happened. And I had um, I had an idea, Live Your Truth, the day before, and I thought that was too preachy. 
So just talk about me. You know, people are more yeah. interested in you sharing the truth than telling somebody else what to believe. Hmm. You know. Well, do you write every day? And no. if so, is it a set time you must do it? No, it's just I I have gotten so used to writing though, Joe, that I can write on demand. Mm-hmm. So if you said come up with something right now, it'd be really stupid, probably, but I could do it. It's the garage door <laughs> opener in Garage Logic. It's the first Friday that has hit seventy. We've been through the mill with heavy, heavy topics, and today. We're, we're lightening our souls. The garage door is open. The sun is shining. It's 75 degrees. Your name is Jeff Dayton, and you just stumbled into the town of Garage Logic, which is the seat of Gumption County. Yeah. All right. And? And, and, and. Yeah, so. And you, will, that, and you, you will be performing. Is that an order? You, you will be performing at the Knack Hardware and Lounge. John just oh. had pizza for lunch. And the town dog is two cycles. And I'm yes. about to light another uh, another yeah. dart. We, I, one more question, Jeff. I need about, that all written down, and then I can go. Yeah. So one more question what? about writing: Is it easier for it. you to Don't write, write under pressure? Like if you just sat down in the middle of the day with nothing to do and said, "I'm going to write a song," would that would it be harder than uh, the guy coming in and saying, "I need one in 15 minutes"? Well, I don't know. I mean. It, Every day is different. Some of them get delivered, and you don't have a thing to do with it. You're, yeah. just, you're just the pencil. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Live My Truth was one of those. Um, that song, Chillo, came together faster than any other song at that school last year. Um, the, uh, the one that I wrote with the kids, it's um, like this. Uh, uh, look at me, just relaxing on a beach. Nothing on my mind at all Watching the sand crabs crawl Lemonade Big umbrella In the shade Grooving to a potions tune On a perfect afternoon When it's 76 degrees Whoa, I'm chillin' Floating on a feather pillow Living on island style Feeling like I'm in my prime Yeah, I'm mellow Cool as a big bowl of jello Sipping life through a straw Nothing bothers me at all Like that I did. Damn. Perfect. Damn. Perfect. And you know the kids came up. They, I had said Chillo in a in a talk to the kids, and they went, "That's." And then the kids went, "Can we write that?" I said, "Sure." There's your title, and get to work. And they come up with things like you know they a drink, a straw, the shade, and all this stuff. And then Uncle Jeffro here just glues it all together. <laughs> you know, and I get I get whatever you're plugging for glue. Um, out and we just fasten a song together. John, <laughs> yeah. do you write as much as Dylan writes? No, no. But John's son but, is an extraordinary but, uh, yeah, artist. D- Dylan, not Bob Dylan, uh, Jeff, yeah, but Dylan, Dylan Height. my son. Dylan Height. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, no, he writes continuously, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, he doesn't even like to mess with uh, learning other songs and playing covers. He thinks he's kind of done with that. What does that say, Joe? Am I writing? Joe can't write a three. That's what I was going to say. Hardware and Lounge. 
What's it? Knack. Knack Hardware and Lunch. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was. It was and I, I really tried to write that carefully, but I can't make certain letters. I was going to say, I'll write it for <laughs> you. Well, it's 75 degrees in Gumption County. All right. Oh, boy. I'm sitting here at the Garage Logic Saloon. And the Knack Hardware's right down the street from here. And them knuckleheads are gonna <laughs> be home soon. <laughs> Here at Cry's Logic, it's perfect day. Here at Cry's Logic, Joe got something to say. They're gonna talk about living, living the American way. Here at Cry's Logic, in the good old USA. Woo! Wow. There's wow. A, there's F a and a. I say F and wow. A. That's now going to be years. played on the occasion of every opener. <laughs> wow, that was good. All right. Now John, we'll, nice leads there, too, by the way. That's, wow. what he's, that's what he's there for. I yeah. take all the bad things I've said about you behind <laughs> your back. I'll take it See, all back. Jeff is the only one, secret one. He knows this. He knows, yeah, I'll never catch on to the chords quick enough, so I just do the lights. That worked. You know, it really right. worked. You know, that's a good teamwork, though, you know, knowing your spot. How close yeah. are you to Jimmy Buffett? Um, actually, yesterday I was in the airport in Nashville, and yep. there was a guy that had a, a the bird on the... The, the dove on the guitar, no, the gu oh. on the guitar neck, mm -hmm. and I was like, that looks like a Woodstock emblem. And he mm -hmm. goes, yeah, we were just there. I said, oh man, what are you, who are you playing with? He said, well, I'm, I do sound for Jimmy Buffett. Oh, oh damn. Nice. Um, Jim Mayer, his bass player, been there for I don't know thirty years. Jim and I are real co close pals. Mm -hmm. There's a cool video on my. Uh, Instagram of Jim and me. We were having lobster hoity-toity by the beach <laughs> oh, wow. at uh, in Key West last fall. Oh. But uh, I wish I were closer to those guys because they're the heck of a band, you know. Yeah. And I would love to, you know, hang out with Mac McAnally, who's that songwriter yeah. that you know has been with him forever. <laughs> I got songs for Jimmy. I mean, Chilla would be a good one. Oh, know? absolutely. Yeah. That's. But, I was thinking about him when you were playing it. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. It would work. What's well, your favorite Glen Campbell tune? My favorite is the Highwayman. Okay, I'll give you two oh, seconds of it because yeah. I have it. It's licensed, so don't don't. I don't think you have to worry. We're not, and I don't care. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was a highwayman upon the coach roads I did ride with sword and pistol by my side. Many young men lost her bubbles to my trade. Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade. They buried me in, me in the spring of 25. But I'm still alive. I was a sailor. I was born upon the tide. And with the sea I did abide. I sailed the schooner around the horn to Mexico. Went aloft to furl the mainsail in a blow. When the yards broke off, they say that I got killed. But I am living still. I'll skip to Johnny Cash, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'll fly a starship across <laughs> the universe divide. <laughs> And when I reach the other side, 
I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can, Sir John. <laughs> Perhaps I may become a highwayman again. Or I may simply be a single drop of rain. But I will remain. And I'll be back again. And again. Come on, guys. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. Oh, that's manly. <laughs> Where do both you and John place Campbell in the pantheon of modern John? music? Well, yeah. your witness. Uh, Glenn Campbell, uh, in the pantheon, I'd call him, he made some great, great records, pop records, and uh, he made some great country records, and he's a phenomenal guitar player, a lot, or was, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, you can find clips online that are amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, also, and Jeff would speak better to this, I'm guessing a guy who could fly by the seat of his pants with no problem. Uh, I, there's a great clip, if you've never seen it, uh, it was, I think, from the 90s or 2000s on uh, the show in Great Britain that Jules Holland hosts. I don't remember the name oh, of the yeah. show. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Where show. he does Wichita Lineman, and it, it, brilliant. It's just a wonder. It's amazing. And the vocals, uh, he changes up the way he sings the vocals. Perhaps he did that nightly, Jeff. I don't know. And the solo is, you know, he, on the record you hear the, the Marlboro Man solo, that you know, with the bass. Uh, but on there he plays just a phenomenal solo on a Strat. And uh, but uh, to me he was always brilliant. Wichita Lyman when I was a kid was one of my favorite records. I just think it's a perfect pop. pop Isn't record. it cool the influence that he had on musicians of all genres? Yeah, yeah. that's what's really uh, fun for me. Yeah. yeah, I mean just Steve Winwood for example. You know, giving his respect. You know, showing showing mm -hmm. love for for Glenn and everybody. <laughs> Paul Westerberg. Yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah, know they yeah. did that thing together. They did yeah. one song together. Ghost, and, uh, yeah, Ghost on the about Canvas. Crows. Go, yeah. Well, Ghost on the Canvas, Ghost too, the canvas. Westerberg wrote, yeah. and uh, yep. Glenn covered it. Yep, Glenn did a, a really good version of Jackson Brown's uh, These Days on that record. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's one of my faves of Jackson's. That's another thing that you just pointed out. He had great taste in the songs he did, and oh, I, I'm man. assuming he himself <laughs> came... You know, a lot of yeah. people, producers, will throw stuff at you, say, here, record this. Yeah. But everything he seemed to record, I mean, came from great songwriters, John Hartford, you know, Jeff, yeah. Jeff, again, Jeff, you know better Well, yeah, and Glenn used to say, you know, I, I'm gr I've been blessed with good songs. He said, I sure am glad that I had taste like that. He says, otherwise I would have been sp singing for 50 years, I would have had to sing the Peppermint Twist. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby, let's do that twist. What was he like to work for? Back, back to Highwayman for a yeah. second. He told me this story that you probably won't hear it anywhere, but um, you know he recorded the Highwayman mm -hmm. as an album title, and Capitol didn't care for the song, and so Glenn didn't care for Capitol. And <laughs> you know, and six years later, when the guys got together to be the Highwaymen, they didn't yeah. even have that name; they just had nothing. And Glenn said, "Guys, I got the perfect song. It's got four verses. You can each sing a, song, a verse, and I'll even come in the studio and show you how it goes." Mm -hmm. Well, this is the part you won't read anywhere, probably, but. Um, he said Christopherson turned to Willie during the recording. He said, I think I blew my voice. And Willie, <laughs> said, Willie says, well, how can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, Chris, great songwriter, singer, not so much. Well, you know, I mean, the thing is the heart comes through no matter what. Oh, yeah. You know? yep. and, and I've learned yep. that about... Uh, 
Well, I mean, Joe singing, you know, you guys not doing like, but but the guy's got heart, and I I can't wait. You got to sing on whatever you play drums on too. No, you man, oh, you don't want me to. No, sing. I, I we do. I know. Okay, I got I got a song you guys might. Enjoy. Every time I walk in here, this place smells like a stale old beer. I find out sitting by some bar stool genius. Well, I always mind my business, yeah, but he gives me the business back. So I do my best, keep some space between us. Doesn't matter what's on TV, he goes on and on at me. But he don't know that I ain't even listening. Cause I'm walking circles in my head Thinking about my ice-cold bed and empty house Wishing I was fishing Well, life is a mystery Where I'm preceded by my history <laughs> What am I doing? The answer is I haven't got a clue I already blew the song I know my meant to be Is out there searching for me all but my next ex is looking for me too Yeah, my next ex is looking for me too Oh yeah, you know Rook's the one who can sing I, on every night you were singing. You had that. You were always on my mind. <laughs> I got to play with Willie. I played guitar. What was he while. like? He was higher cool. than a kite. I, you know, I can't speak to that. I wasn't How on the bus. How can you tell? How can you tell? <laughs> How can you tell? <laughs> um, but he did. He did make a very late entrance when he was uh, introduced. <laughs> Black tie crowd. Angie Dickinson, James Garner. You know, Gene Autry's there. If I cry out loud. Wow. And we're his band for the night. Oh, boy. Nice. And my band. You know, yeah. the Jeff Dayton band. Yeah. Who'd have thought? But, uh, you know, I got my start here in the Twin Cities. My first big gig was playing on Lunch with Casey. Really? Wow. And you were talking about, you know, huh. somebody, like, showing up, you know, unexpected. And it, well, I forget what it was, but we were at W... The, we can say it because it's an extinct station. WTCN 11 at the Calhoun, yeah, anyway. Calhoun Beach Hotel. Yeah. And it, it was a, the studio was up in one of the upper floors. Yeah. And uh, it was a sunny... I forget what day. It might have been a Saturday. And up pulls his Cadillac convertible with Casey in it, wearing sunglasses and smoking a big old stogie makes your little dart. <laughs> like Kenny. Like your little dart look like a pencil. You know? And I'm like, Casey, saying ain't so, man. You know, I was 12, and I'm looking at my hero smoking a stogie. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And Roundhouse Rodney was on the show. And River on Axel's Treehouse. Remember that show? Yeah, I Axel do. Clellan Card. Clellan we Card. saw him at the old log theater yeah. back when I was a kid. Mom yeah. took me out to see him. Oh, yeah. um, but years later, there was a guy in town named Jim Barber, and he had a cable show with Roger Awesome, Casey. Mm -hmm. And they had a later version of Casey. And Jim was our comedian at our theater in Branson. 
He was from Rapid City. And so he brought Roger down to town one time, mm-hmm. and I got to shake the hand of the guy that gave me my start I'll on television. <laughs> Did you perform on that show? Yeah, that, we weren't just there to get the grab bags, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we had a little band. It was Billy Waldron, Tom Wells, Pat Kelly, and myself. And we did The Crusher and Twist and Shout. Really? You remember The Crusher? Oh, yeah. Crusher. Do the Crusher. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, do the sure. Hammerlock. Oh, the yeah. Hammerlock, yeah. Do the Hammerlock. Do, do the eye gouge. <laughs> Reggie. Reggie Lasowski. Was that who it was? Yeah. yeah the good trivia. That would have been a $100 prize. Yeah. <laughs> Well, were you died. any were you in any bands that did the local circuit well, rock and roll bands? We all tried. I mean, yeah. you know, we we did nine months, broke up, changed names, argued about a new band. You know, who looked for a good drummer? Oh, well, you know, we <laughs> it just was the cycle. You know, you just revolved around and you know get a new agency. We stuck with Alpha quite a bit. Marsh Productions was big, and, well, and Marsh but, was the band I was with was Marsh. Yeah, Marsh Edelstein. Okay, yeah, and and. Uh, Gary Lopak, who's playing with me tonight, was in The Youngsters. Oh, boy. Yeah, with Jeff Hill and Keith Follisay. Keith had one of his years in Nashville. He had five number one records. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So he's done okay. Do you remember a group out West Minneapolis Way, West Side, The Poor Boys, by any chance? No, that's probably after my time. All right. How about The Bananas? You ever heard of The Bananas? Turn on your love light by the, uh, who who did that? Love light was High Spirits. That was High Spirits. Yeah, that was was Owen Husney. Yeah, yeah. 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 Owen was our manager in the Kevin Odegaard band. I'll be damned. (laughs) This world is getting (laughs) way too small. Uh, I'm laughing at Rook here. Turn on your love light, right? He's singing the Neil Diamond song, not to you. That's not how it went. How about... Let's see. Uh... Oh, yeah. I'm gonna find me an action woman. Oh, yeah. One little woman. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, was it uh, Action Woman? Uh, well, think about it for a minute. Yeah. We gotta take a time out. What about water? Any songs about water, Jeff? Do you want some water? He does a lot of water songs. Cool, <laughs> clear. Hofferman Water. I'm not going to sing either because I'm awful. But Hofferman Water is an independent water treatment dealer and a loyal supporter of the Garage Logic podcast. Listen, now's the time. Maybe you're in the market for a water softener, an iron rust or odor filtration system, or you just want a brand new drinking water system. Well, the fine folks at Hofferman Water have got you taken care of. And that's because a new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply can't do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage, but it's also going to protect your appliances. So do me a favor, pick up the phone and dial them up today. 952-894-4040 or just visit their website, hoffermanwater.com. I've been a proud customer of Hofferman and Connecticut for years. You'll be happy if you make the switch. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Well, I came down here about a year ago with a minivan and a sleeping bag and I never looked back and I never regretted it once. I traded my gear for an old blue boat Hung a flag on the mast and I gassed it up And I followed the waves to a place with a coconut sun And it's a real good, feel good feeling I got Where the water's warm and the sand is high 
Your music is happy, isn't it? That's a cheap trick with the steel drums that makes everything, every song great. There's me and my special someone. Go ahead, Ken. If you want the very best lawn on the block, you've got to go with ProfessionalTurf.com. They've been around since 82. A little old-fashioned, the uh, ladies and gentlemen at ProTurf, when it comes to service, they'll come out to your home in person for your free estimate. They're going to set clear and accurate expectations. They combine their 35 years of experience with your ideas and then create a service program that will exceed your wildest dreams. You'll have uh, your own fertilizer and weed control plan, environmentally safe, guaranteed for results. And don't forget about the Toot Sweet deal. If you see something that concerns you at any point during the summer, give them a call. Your tech will be out there. Toot sweet. A beautiful, healthy lawn free of crabgrass, broadleaf weeds, and dandelions. Just a click away, professionalturf.com. And John's newscast is brought to us by professionalturf.com. I have one, but I guess I didn't need to do all nope. that work, did I? Screw the we news. Don't even, we don't even need it. Nope. That's fine. We don't I, even need I'd it. I'd rather play music <laughs> and, and listen to Jeff than do You're, news. There's not much dark in your music. It seems happy. You know, there's enough crazy out there for here, here, sure. that. You know, I'm just going to stick with happy. You know, if you can make people happy, I think half your work in life is done. And if there, if you can show kindness, try a little kindness. The second verse of that was written by Glenn Campbell. Oh, he yeah. didn't like it, care for the first version of it that the writer brought him. And, you know, <laughs> there life is short. We should just enjoy it and play beautiful music. That's what my cello teacher at Southwest used to say. <laughs> And uh, there you go, you know. Cello, I, I was reading your bio. You have a jazz background as well. What kind of jazz do you like? Uh, tr- big band stuff. I, I was a guitar player in our university ensembles. I was in the number one band at the U of M. And over there, we got to work with Thad Jones a couple times and Phil Woods and uh, Dizzy Gillespie and, um, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Nice. John's not going to leave you alone. Yeah. A big old hollow body, I hope. I'm just going to sit and you know, play jazz. My grandpa was a jazz drummer. Yeah, my but dad. That was New Orleans jazz. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Red Maddock was his name. Uh, he was oh, a, man. Uh, I love that stuff. He my played, dad was in Tell the, him about what Chet said. He'd know Chet, obviously. Uh, Chet said... Chet Atkins. Chet Atkins uh, said... Because he played on Prairie Home Companion with um, the Butch Thompson Trio. They were the in-house band for uh, Prairie Home Companion. Yeah, I remember. And Atkins said that no drummer he ever worked with kept better time than Red Maddock. That is so cool. And he didn't have to... You know, he didn't have to say that. I mean, you know, it was just... Because no. my grandpa wasn't a focus. You know, Keeler was, but... You know, the, I got to play with Butch, with Peter Lang, who was a Minnesota guitar player. Yep. He was one of the old Tacoma Records guys with Kotke and Fahey. Mm-hmm. Again, our Minnesota history. Why are we like we are? Because we got, you know, there was everything was in the stew. It was everything from the garden and the cupboard and, you know. Yeah, you, we just lost Butch last year, I think. I know, I heard. And you know what? There was a guy that was hopefully going to be there um, at, at Crooner's, um, Henry Blackburn. And he used to be one of the contemporaries. Of that okay. sound, he brought the the uh, the New Orleans guys to Minneapolis back in the fifties or sixties, whatever it was. Yeah, and my dad played rhythm guitar in the United States Dixieland Band. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, and his man was Freddie Green. Of course, Count, Count Basie. Of course. You know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when I was conducting Les Brown's band of renown one time, and we're doing uh, like the tables are empty, the dance floor's deserted. They're playing that little song. You know, and my dad's popping buttons like he had to duck, man. Because <laughs> there I am with, with Bob Hope's personal band, you know. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, do, I love that stuff. And yeah, You big, do know uh, Grandpa Red's famous quote, don't you? 
tells. Is it true that you're the funniest comedian in the world? I am the funniest guy in the country. Really? Tell me, what's the secret Timing. of your success? <laughs> <laughs> he was there all the time. You know, Glenn Campbell did that too. <laughs> yeah, he was stealing. Yeah, he, Glenn was a, was a renowned joke thief. Yeah. I mean, we were sitting really? there. Glenn and I went, we were playing Reno in the headliner room, and Glenn and I went down to see Bill Medley from the Righteous Brothers. Yeah. And it was right after Dirty Dancing. So, like, I'm on fire. My songs are new again. You know, I'm hot. I'm my, you know, my career's taking off. And he said, I quit drinking. I lost 10 pounds. I lost all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> and I look over, and Glenn's got a napkin and a blue Sharpie, and he's like, 10 pounds. That's <laughs> funny. We experience that here on GL. We'll oh, say something we on go. the show, and it'll appear in Such's column Sounds on Sunday. <laughs> but I always announce that I'm stealing it. Yes. I always say that I'm taking true. that. I'm that taking that. I'm going to use that. Glenn, fair. To be fair, he would often credit people like Blake Clark and Roger Miller, especially. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd give my right arm—I'd give my right arm to be ambidextrous. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did it What's entail? What did it entail to be his band director? What did that mean? Well, I played guitar and tried to keep up. Mm -hmm. You know, he he trusted me. He saw us opening for the Alabama and the Judds and Merle Haggard. Yeah, wait. He, what's the chance? Um, meeting that you guys had that that started this relationship. That was it. We were rocking in that, in uh, Phoenix. I was living there since. Well, I tell you, it was late '79 when I moved there, and Urban Cowboy was exploding, and there were Stetsons and Wranglers everywhere, yeah. and we were just right at the right time. And I put a band together, and we we won a big contest in '83. We were called High Noon, and we came to Nashville and played, you know, with everybody, and then. 87, we won the Wrangler Country Showdown in Phoenix, and there we were opening for these guys, and Glenn came down to see his old pal Haggard. And Glenn and Haggard had a huge history, and I could tell you for 20 minutes about mm -hmm. that. And Hag was one of the greatest. And um, so, you know, he, he heard us play, and the next night there he was at a golf tournament that Nicholas was uh, hosting this new course in desert called Desert Mountain up at Carefree. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably played there. I haven't, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. Guys he not, knows are usually play out there, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's still working. <laughs> right. And uh, anyway, I walked up to Glenn, and he was having dinner with Nicholas, and I said, hey, you know, old buddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he came by to meet me the first time, the night before, and I said, do you want to sit in? He goes, yeah, you know my songs, Southern, and I'm General Phoenix Galveston. I said, uh, yeah. No, but we didn't know him. But we just, you know, you were talking about uh, people faking it. Yeah. You know, and I thought he said, he says, take it. And I thought he said, fake it, because that's what we did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, actually, that's true of Vince Gill, too, one time. We were backing up Vince at the Phoenix Open, and our band had done, you know, a whole set with Vince. And Glenn was in the front row, and he goes, hey, Jeff, that, that that was a good solo. I bet you don't remember one note you played. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came up to us, and our keyboard player, the late, great Noel Kirkland, and he goes, hey, you guys sounded great with Vince. He says, how come you don't play that good when you're playing with me? <laughs> Uh, where do you rank and Noel, and Noel says well you ain't no Vince Gill yeah. where do you rank him guitar Vince, player oh, oh yeah. one of the best you know the thing about Nashville is you got Vince who could just play you know Brent Mason who's on all of my stuff mm -hmm. you know uh, on guitar he's played well here's an example I have Lonnie Wilson in my new record he was Joe uh, Diffie's producer co-writer he wrote all my friends say with Luke Bryan you know um, he's had, and I said, Lonnie, how many number ones have you been on now? He says, well, 120 number one records and uh, 400 yeah. top tens. 
And I said, wow. Brent, Brent Mason, how many good, number one records have you been on? And somebody across the room goes, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I know none of you guys have probably heard of Brent Mason, have you? I no. Know. And he's no, I have just, not. These guys always tease me because I say a guy's a monster. Trust me, he is a monster, as Jeff will, will agree yeah. with. I'm yeah, sure. he's, if, you know, so Nashville is full of that. Charlie Warsham is another phenomenal player. Yep. Keith Urban is there. What a great guitar player. Kenny Greenberg, um, gosh, the guys in the studios that do this day in and day out. Yep. Uh, you know, they're, Glenn says, you can't swing a dead cat in Nashville and not hit three pickers. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so. I talked to a guy once who said, never move if you want a job. Don't move to Nashville and don't move to Austin, Texas, because there's a line around the block of guitar players who are better than you, no matter how good you are. Yeah. One guy in Phoenix said, go ahead, go to Nashville. We'll save your place in line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. But, you know, if you want to get the daily butt kicking that you need to get to be a better player, better singer, better yep. writer, you know, you go to Nashville. Go where the, you know, play tennis with Bjorn Borg. Play yeah. up, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's the old cliche, play with better musicians. That's yeah. the way you get better. That's yeah. what happened to all of them. And I'm watching guys that, that haven't done Nashville, but, you know, are getting it through me, kind of, you know? And, yeah. and boy, it's so cool to see what's happening. And I got a band up here, the kind of a core group we call the Cool Crew, and out in, in the southwest in Phoenix and L.A., and then I've got a bunch of guys out of Nashville and Florida, and we just have so much fun out there. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, life's good, and, you know, life's for living. How many guitars do you own? Uh, one too few. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be oh God, I love this <laughs> man. That's John I love this man. I think if I, you know, on a wish list, I mean, if I won the lottery, I could go stupid, but I don't. You know, it, it, honestly, the one that that plays the best and sounds. Uh, the, mm-hmm. I have a guitar I call number one. It's an old Taylor. This is number two. It's a few years younger. So this is '94. Number one's a '91, and it's all beat up and crap. The reason I ask is why? Why did you bring this one to Minnesota? Because it's the one I park up here for the year. Oh, you leave it up here? Yeah, it's parked here for the year. It's, oh, it's I bought it as a backup, and it's a you know I mean. Rings like a big dog. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, so it's it plays well and it plays in tune and it's got the sound I want. Where so, do you leave it? In uh, a locker at the airport? I have a secret location. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's, he got it. He's got it. Top okay, secret. He can tell you. You can get it. Yeah. He'd have to kill you. Yeah. It's classified. <laughs> no, it's not that big a deal. But you know, I bought it really reasonable and and you know it's nice. I'm always buying guitars on the road too. I mean, I, I chrome through Craigslist every time I'm up here. You Wait. ever let one go that you wish you had back? Oh, dude. Yeah. Every guitar player in the world. That'll be like that. the episode that we haven't done yet. Yeah. yeah. What's the song you wanted to do? We were talking before the show. You wanted to do a song, but you thought uh, John would listen to that song. John. Oh, you, you said there would be. Uh, oh, that was earlier. We'd have to do a little primer. My next ex. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we already did it, John. Yeah. I just, you know, it's a fun yep. song about being a hair-legged yep. idiot. You know? When you go to, <laughs> when you came to town, would you go to Willie's Guitars in St. Paul? Or would you go to a guitar store? Or uh, I've been to Willie's plenty of times, you know, but I can watch his stuff online. You okay. know, I don't really no, have to. You don't need to go to the store. I get up to St. Paul, though. I like uptown. I used to live up there with Gary and our roommates. We mm-hmm. lived on Goodrich um, for really? a while back in the in the 70s. Do you know Billy Gibbons? No, uh, he's been in Nashville a lot lately, right. though. And Bukovac, oh, here, there's another guitar player. Oh Lord, yeah. look him up. They, he goes by the name What's Uncle name? Tom Bukovac, Tom B U K O V A C, and he's got a little thing he calls homeschooling with a K, <laughs> homeschooling. And uh, he's had Billy Gibbons and all sorts of people on there, and he's just he's one of the top, top, top guys. 
in Nashville, and he, he's a favorite of everybody. I mean, Dan Huff uses him on a million things, and Dan, you know, yeah. produces everybody from, you know. I don't want to get controversial because it's been a fun 75 Whoa. minutes, but earlier this week on the show, Jeff, we had a massive brawl on the show because we were disputing who had the better version of Are You Sure Hank Ain't Done It This Way between the original <laughs> oh, and the Mavericks sure version. And we way. love the Mavericks version. No, Mavericks version is the best. No, you no. talk about the oh one my with, God. is it Mavericks with Raul Malo? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. Those guys rock, and Raul is amazing. And he produced a record for KT Oslin, who's gone now. She's passed. But it was a song called Live Close By, Visit Often. <laughs> which is a great <laughs> recipe for a good long-term relationship. But Raul is, you know, bad A, man. He's just phenomenal. How, but there you, how are you going to beat old Waylon, man? How you, you do that song? Exactly. You know, how are you going to top Hoss, you know? I got to talk to Damn him. Damn it, Kenny's right. <laughs> well, I got to talk to, to Hoss one night. You know, me and Waylon were standing there next to the stage. And Glenn's, or Waylon's band is out there, you know, the Whalers. And, you know. And it's all the guys, man. It's just like, in, and he, he, we're just sitting in the shadows. He's getting ready to get introduced. And he says, I'll tell you about old Glenn. <laughs> I said, I bet you will. Because, <laughs> you know, they had those days. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like the days in that song I'm writing called mm -hmm. Renegades and Rascals. You know? And uh, he said, but here, one thing about Campbell, he said, when he got his TV show, he never forgot who his friends were. And we all, he put us all on the show and we all owe our careers to him. What wow. was that whole hee-haw thing? Hee-haw was Buck Owens and, and Roy Clark. Glenn had his own show. Oh, yeah. He was Glenn a summer replacement show. for the Smothers Brothers. That's how it started out. Okay. Yeah. The <laughs> summer, <laughs> summer Brothers Smothers. Not a boy, Rook. God, you, oh, that's you're okay. so embarrassing, but, you know, <laughs> Nothing ever changes, Rook. What the hell? <laughs> we, had, we had more fun, though. I mean, I got to do hee-haw with Glenn just because I was the band leader, and sometimes when, the, you know, when they didn't need the whole band, Glenn would just take me. And they, we'd use the hee haw band. So if you go on YouTube, maybe that's what I was. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. were so right. full Thank you for covering me. Thank no, you. No, he was on many times, but he didn't live in Nashville. He never did. He lived in Phoenix, and well, until the very end, and he was in a memory care center. But um, that was another sad. Time. Roy Clark, hell of a picker. Oh, there's a great guy, yeah. and he was yeah. a cool, cool dude too. I mean, we we played you know golf and we played guitars backstage, and he'd talk to me like one time I did something stupid and busted my pinky. Back of my hand here, yeah, I didn't know it was broken. He says, "What'd you punch?" <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you already know. He goes, "Yeah." He said, "Look at my right hand." He said, "It was like every finger pointed at a different planet." You know. He so said, when I, it comes I hit to, so uh, many faces and brick walls. He said, <laughs> when it comes to our, are you sure uh, Hank done it this way? You're going with Merle. Merle. Whalen. I mean uh, Wayland. Yeah. Merle, I'm, Whalen. Well, you know, the, it's. I just think that's just it's got it's. It's got the cojones, man. It's just like the way it is. Can you do a little for us of that? Are you kidding me? You don't do that? Well, I mean, you know, singing, uh, he stopped loving her today would be the same kind of sacrilege. But... Well, it's the same old tune. Fiddle and guitar. Where do we take it from here? Jeff does the best version. Brownstone suits, big shiny cars. It's been the same way for years. Put on. Yeah, we need a change. <laughs> oh man, that's that, wonderful. You know that you, I'm imitating the great. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Waylon was amazing, and uh, he just had the grit, you know, and he had the stories, and um, we had a rough upbringing. Everybody did. He had a rough past. You know, the guys that did prison time and that's then got right. out to do, you know, a, a career in music. Marl. I mean, 
<laughs> Merle yeah. did prison Had, time. Haggard's watching Johnny Cash play yep. and, at Folsom Prison, and he's going, dang, mm-hmm. I, when I get out, I'm going to do that. And it gave him the hope. And I tell you what, I don't think, back in those days, I don't really know if there was a better songwriter, lyricist, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of being mm-hmm. right to the bone. You know, I loved yeah. Hag, man. Yeah. And I got to meet him, and, you know. I got to meet a lot of folks. They're all in the book, but I'm still writing it, you know. Why don't we take a time out, Graves? Uh, But first, here's John Haidt. Before we take it to Joe, did you you have something you wanted to add, Joe, before we take a commercial? No. Oh, okay. I thought you said, but first. Uh, I want to tell you guys about this. You know who's coming to the Pantages Theater? Me? No. Well, uh, can I tell you when first? Oh. Pantages, of course, in Minneapolis, Saturday, April 29th. Okay. No. Two weeks from tomorrow? Yep. Let me give you a little hint. Okay. Yep. Here we come. Walking down the street. Get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Yeah, that's right. Hey, the monkeys! Mickey Dolenz is coming to town uh, the night, April 29th. You can catch the monkeys celebrated by Mickey Dolenz. Mickey, of course, the only surviving uh, yeah. Monkey, and uh, if you know their history, he did sing a lot of their hits: "Last Train to Clarksville," "I'm a Believer," "Pleasant Valley Sunday," and lots more. Uh-huh. Uh, the tickets start as low as forty-three bucks. There are lots of great seats left. You just have to head to Ticketmaster.com or www.talicpresents.com. That's T-A-L-U-K. Now, what's going to happen is Mickey's got a full band with him on this tour. Now, the tour has started already. The shows are getting great reviews. He's performing with a full band, and part of the night includes a big screen where they'll show old video clips, pictures, and never-before-seen movies, home movies of Mickey and the boys in the band. And uh, you might remember, you may not know, Mickey was one of those guys who lived in Laurel Canyon during the late 60s. So, of course, uh, yeah, you'll see some great photos and stories about those folks, too. So come on out. See Mickey Dolan's pay tribute to Mike Nesmith, Davy Jones, and Peter Tork, April 29th at the Pantages Theater in Minneapolis. Get your tickets from Ticketmaster.com or www.talicpresents.com. Dot How is he going to get here? Is he going to take the last train from Clarksville? Oh my God! Do you know why oh, Mike Nesmith? You know why Mike Nesmith had money? Uh, whiteout. That's right. His mother invented whiteout. What? Yeah, she was the whiteout woman. Mike also really? wrote some great songs. Uh, you probably and, knew and, the Monkees. Actually, I knew Mike. <laughs> Mike actually was before the Flying Burrito Brothers, before the Eagles, all those guys had a great band called uh, the National, Silver National, uh, well, I don't remember, but he had a couple of great They hits. were great. There were country rock hits, Joanne, I don't know if your name was really? Joanne, and I didn't she know any of that. in a meadow by a pond. Yeah, huh. it was a great record, that and Silver Moons. Every night I want to stay. <laughs> no, that's a, different, that's a different song. Anyway, Mike I mean, had a great band in the early 70s after the Monkees broke up. And guess who the session guitar player on the record was? Glenn Jeff Campbell. Dayton. Glenn, Glenn Campbell, Campbell played yeah. on, not Last Train to Clarksville, that was... Uh, uh, Louis Shelton, uh, Louis Shelton played on, yep. who uh, was with us in yeah. Scottsdale one time. But yeah, and Mike came through Reno... When we were there at Harris, and we got up, and Mike got up with us, and we did Last Train to Clarksville with him. No nice. way. Nice. Way oh, nice. that's cool. The Pantages is like a great theater I hear. I'd love, yeah. to, I'd love to get invited to do a show there someday. You know, we understand that who you really want to play for, and you're being very serious about it, is you'd love to play at a Twins game. Oh, dude. I love the Twins since, the, okay, 61 when they moved here. Yeah. Um, they were... 
my grandmother bought season tickets right away mm-hmm. to my grandmother from Delwood, from uh, Montemino. And uh, so all those years, we were in box seats. And I remember going and sitting in the knot hole gang right. in, in left, sure. left field. was, fit, I think, 50 cents or a dollar to get in or something like that, dollar day. And I'd crawl under the stands when I was a kid and try to find change down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was there for the 65 World Series with the Dodgers two games. I was there for the 65 All-Star game. Yep. I memorized and knew, thanks to CCO, listening vicariously to all those games. And I knew all their numbers and all, you know, mm-hmm. stats on the players. Lenny Green. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to do the anthem? I'd love to do the anthem. Why can't we make that happen? We can make that happen. I would love it. You yeah. know, I did sing for the Cubbies. Yeah, you told us We that. saw the YouTube clip last summer. That did was you? really cool. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Gene from Rose Presents will be listening to this. Gene, make this happen, okay? <laughs> there. It's done, Jeff. Well, let's it's just done. Call Mr. LaForge, yeah. engage. <laughs> Number one, make But you're a so. baseball guy. I love baseball. Uh, huge fan. I listen to the... Both John of, and I are about to fall in love with you, so you better settle down. Yeah. Well, you know, I've listened to... The, both of the twins are off to a great start. And I just... I love the fact that they've got these fresh faces. I was in an airplane with one of the Yankee scouts a, a bunch of years back, and he said that the Twins farm system was loaded up like no other team in baseball, and Buxton was the guy. He said, this will be a Hall of Famer, you watch. Mm-hmm. Um, if he plays. Right. Well, you know, but then you got this new guy, Farmer, who just got clocked in the face two yeah. nights ago. Yeah. That was horrible to watch. Yeah. But I've been trying to pay attention, you know, and, and there are a lot of great channels on YouTube that, you know, run the game quickly, and you can check it out. And, and I'm really, I mean, what are they, nine and four nine right now? Four. So, yeah, they got a game tonight, and then they got a day game this weekend somewhere. They're in New York or in New York. Yeah, yeah. New York. Yeah, four games. So, I mean, we're going to win twins. We're going to score. <laughs> well, a farmer, hockey like, said he's okay. He'll be back. I just got my teeth aligned. So uh, you know, if Rocco doesn't keep him out for keep him out for two months, he might he might come back and play right <laughs> yeah, away. I tell you what, huh. what, but what a what a cool year for them. They got all these new young players yeah. and guys that you know. The new pitching is just like who? Yeah. How about the pitch clock? Are you a fan? Oh, I heard there was an infraction in a game where they actually called an out or something a strike. like that. Yeah, strike somebody, on, a, yep. on a batter that took too long, yep. just you know, monkeying around in the box or whatever. It's made but a big difference. As Twins fans, we had been waiting for last night for about twenty years. Oh, God. Yeah. I wanted yeah. it to be twenty to nothing. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. we were waiting for the humiliation. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, yes. and of all teams to do it to, you know, the pinstripes. I mean, it's just you know. How many times have you done the anthem? Uh, well, I've done it other places, but only once for the major leagues. Oh, really? So okay. The, the, and I tell you what, there is no feeling on earth like when you start to realize that you have some kind of control and you can land of the free and you just hold it as long as you can and yeah. the crowd's erupting. Yeah. And you're going, I'm getting chill bumps remembering. Right. right. Yeah. You know? yeah. And yeah. the whole, and you just like go nuts. And I'm with a guitar. And it's just like, it's huge. Oh, we got to make this happen. I yeah. love it. And then you leave the field and you're high fiving people all the way back to the clubhouse, yeah. like your Cal Ripken or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. And now cool. I'd, I'd love to be that guy just doing high fives all the way around the stadium. Are you a golfer? I have wasted a lot of golf balls. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I know where they were at. Do you? Yeah. Well, I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. Glenn used to say, best advice I can give you, Jeff, swing hard in case you hit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Glenn was a pretty good golfer, wasn't he? He said he was a scratch golfer. Well, he had the oddest swing, though. He had a top knot in his back. Barkley style? Where he'd pause and then... He had a, like a little twitch up there, you know. Okay. He'd walk in the green room, he'd say... 
woke up this morning and I looked in the mirror and my hands were up here. And I said, what are they doing up here? They should be up here. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought the strangest story I heard uh, after he passed away, after he left us, one of his best friends and best golfing buddies was Alice Cooper. And I thought, boy, there's a a tandem to see on the golf course, huh? Glenn Campbell and Alice They had uh, like a red light camera photo of them one time. Yeah, the only reason to get that picture is because they blew a red. <laughs> they're, and they're, they're in Glenn's Bentley, you know, and they're wearing sunglasses. What's Al like? Is he pretty he's cool? He's a really quiet, humble guy. Is he? Yeah, I've seen him play golf. I've seen Alice play golf with his yeah. band. We, uh, you know, we played Cooperstown, uh, or Cooperstown in Phoenix. So he had a club there for a while. Hmm. Um, I've run into him in airports, and he was on the uh, one of the shows we did one time too. Really nice guy. Yeah, he is very, a, a rapper. Is a really great guy. That's what I've heard. You Nothing know? like the screaming rocker. You know, I mean, yeah. he comes on like he's Ted Nugent or something. Yeah. You know, and but then off off stage, he's just humble and quiet. Well, he he was in that group with Keith Moon and those guys where they were basically trying to kill each other or kill themselves. It's, he was drinking a lot then. Yeah. He he yeah. gave up the beer. He took after. the cure. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that helps. It does. And, you know, it did wonders for my life. Like, like what's it, Glenn? Oh, my God. Glenn's like, yeah, I quit drinking. You know, and he, he told that joke for four years. Lost all yeah. my friends. Yeah. And then he says, well, I had to quit drinking. You know, I was a drunk. I wasn't an alcoholic like Jeff. You know, <laughs> he said, people would say, how'd you sleep last night? He said, like a log. I woke up in the fireplace this morning. <laughs> And, you know, I'm like, Glenn, don't, just don't. You heard about this. It's a true story. This guy that went into the bar, and he was a little down and out, and he looked at the bartender, and then he looked at the top shelf, and he said, I want a shot of everything up there, everything on your top shelf. The bartender said, are you sure? And the guy said, yes, that's what I want. And the bartender started pouring him, and the bartender said, I got to tell you, man, uh, I've never seen anybody drink like this. And he said, well, you'd drink like this, too, if you had what I had. And the bartender felt terrible, you know. What? Oh, I'm sorry. What? What? What's your? What do you have? And he said, six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good. That's one. like that would be a Glenn Campbell that's type a joke. joke. I love that. Yeah, that's a good one. Ah, know, six bucks. <laughs> we were playing the Lorraine County Fair in Ohio, and it was raining cats and dogs. And Glenn says, "I know because I stepped in a poodle." <laughs> and, <laughs> and Glenn would have driven me crazy. Oh, with that stuff. I have, but they're all logged in there. I mean, yeah. I can't. You un- can't get rid of them. And so there, there are people out in in black yard bags, glad bags, like covered up to watch us play. And I had brought a vintage guitar I just bought. Another one I wish I'd gotten rid. Of. Wait a minute. So yeah. what you're trying to tell us is, off mic, off the stage, Glenn Campbell was rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, nonstop. Boy, I don't know. I would not put him in, <laughs> I, in my high standards. Only I, I wouldn't. Would, uh, don't take this the wrong way. Work. He was like rookie, only smarter. Wow. Yeah, and talented. <laughs> <laughs> the floodgates are currently open. Uh, give me a call right Man, now. Though, it's getting. Uh, there's love in this room. This <laughs> As Jim Stafford would say, "Can you feel the love in here?" Can well, you feel it, it? it manifests itself in strange ways. He said, "Well, if you can't, then feel around you. <laughs> you you'll find it. <laughs> you'll find it somewhere." Oh man. Yeah, I was so glad I brought this guitar and I said, hey, Glenn, check out this new guitar I got. And he barely glanced over. He goes, that's nice and everything, but I figured you would have learned to play the first one. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, what a great line. Oh, my God. So, I think know, we'd get along with him good, Joe. Oh, that was great. <laughs> he'd have loved this show. Well, he loved giving but, the needle is what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. he'd rib, he, 
I can't go into all the stories. But no, you can't. You got to save them for your book. Well, there, but there are so many. I mean, just every time you were, you turned around, he'd, he'd take my other guitar, the number one, and he'd say, "Jeff, let me borrow your rhythm," because that was a rhythm guitar, you know, acoustic. He said, "Boys, I'm going to stand here and pick, and you stand there and marvel." <laughs> <laughs> And then he'd launch into something, you know, just unbelievable. He had just and the great, great well of um, just class, you know. For being a country boy, as, as country as he was, you know, he just, there wasn't you, anything like it. Man, at, the, you know, at the fair, you played us some Minnesota-themed songs. Well, you, you had a song about fishing. Oh, yeah, you want to hear a little fish? Yeah, they, because it's 78 degrees. And oh, uh, Are you doing the fair again this year? Just say the word. Okay. Well, it's not up to us. I, well, I'm not. I mean, to get a hold of Nate Dungan and say how many times you get until you get tired of old Jeff playing the landing stage. No, no, stage. no. We will, yeah. I would love to play the fair again. I don't. I just as long as it's not the beer tent. You know? Right. Right. But well, the, we can't do anything about the fair because our guy who ran the fair is no longer running. He the retired. Fair. <laughs> he retired. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to just come by and do the show with you guys. Well, if you're in town, absolutely. You have to. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Make we'll it be in communication. We'll put it in yeah. light pencil. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was it? Like, a country boy. The producer says, "Back off your microphone, son. You're popping the T on your onest." <laughs> <laughs> You got a line, and I got a pull. You and me, baby, let's take a stroll. Wander on down to the waterside. Cut a little bait and see what bites. Cause I love fishing with you, baby. I love your little catch me look. I love the way you tease me. One little wiggle and I'm on the hook. Woo-hoo. Come on, Rook, help me out. You're so cute in your summertime hat Makes my little heart go pitter-pat You're so fine just sitting in a boat Knock me in the water, Lord, I hope I float Cause I love fishing with you, baby I love your little catch-me-look I love the way you tease me One little wiggle and I'm on the hook Woo-hoo. Come on, Rook Took my last dollar down to the track Betting on a pony named Surefire Jack Jack was a winner, I was too So I bought a big boat and an Evan Rude Slice of bologna, slice of cheese Chips and a pickle and a sweet iced tea Nothing in the bucket, nothing on the line But one of your kisses, baby, I'm just fine Cause I love fishing with you, baby I love your little catch-me-look I love the way you tease me One little wiggle and I'm on the hook Come on, Joe One little wiggle and I'm on the hook One little wiggle and I'm on the hook Woo-hoo. There you go, guys I'm fishing with garage logic. Nice. Yeah. nice. Fishing. The replacements did a song about fishing. 
Did they? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, I don't know. Fishing. Yeah. You got to do a fishing song if you're a Minnesotan. Oh, yeah. You know what I've been saying is you t- give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Right. Teach a man to fish, he'll go for walleye all summer long. <laughs> yeah. well. Something about fishing. I know the replacements did a fishing yeah. song. We played the Wee Fest back in the late, late 80s with Glenn, and we were up there. Um, all the buses are backstage. they got this, like, backstage village. And yeah. uh, Steve Warner was on that day, Barbara Mandrell, Andy, Andy Travis. And, and we had flown in Gene Autry's Challenger jet from Phoenix. He came over from L.A. because Gene's manager was our manager. Mm-hmm. And so we were, we're in these L.A. pilots, you know, with the, like the members-only leather jackets, you know, lady. <laughs> right. Let's face it, right. late 80s, right? That was cool. <laughs> and we get to the village, and the Bemidji firemen were back there doing a walleye fry. Oh, they, boy. They had the powder, you know, like the, yeah. the breaded salt pepper on, yeah. you know, and deep-frying the walleye fillets. And these pilots, I said, guys, you got to try that. And they went, oh, fish. I said, yeah. you just try it once. You were just, yeah. you know, yep. you aren't going to believe it. So about 30 minutes later, I saw them both each carrying two plates with flour all over their mouths. And going, this is incredible. <laughs> you better take a timeout, Reeves, for Rook. Well, I'll tell you what. I could take a time. I don't want all the attention right now. Okay. What I'm trying to do is give the funniest thing other clients attention, including Minnesota Masonic Charities. They're online at mnmasoniccharities.org. And again, the reason that they're here on Garage Logic is to take away all the secrecy, their full disclosure, and what they do is help people, including on April 29th, this is uh, the Garage Logic 30th anniversary, it's the 7th annual Dave Vice Memorial Sporting Clay Shoot. It's going to be at the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club, and you can find out all the details by calling this number, 612-790-5561. Why are we promoting this? Well, because the Shriners Healthcare Campus and the U of M Masonic Children's Hospital will benefit from this. So if you're uh, of the mind to do some uh, clay shooting now at the Minnesota Horse and Hunt Club, call this number, 612-790-5561. Meanwhile, poke around mnmasoniccharities.org to find out how great they do all around the state. They're wonderful people, and the secret is out. Yes, they have a secret handshake, but you can find out all the information about it at mnmasoniccharities.org. Which local dealership has the most major manufacturer brands in one single showroom? Give up? Oh, it's easy. You all know. It's Moon Motorsports in Monticello. They have 11 brands, the 11 brands that we all love and trust. Their newest brand, Gas Gas. It's a dirt and trail brand with an exciting mix of models for riders of all levels and ages. Gas Gas, they make more than trials bikes these days. Their dirt bikes are fantastic. And for those of you that want an ATV or a side-by-side, the selection at Moon Motorsports, they have it all. Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha. Moon Motorsports has you off-road lovers covered. Moon Motorsports, they're in Monticello on the south side of 94, just west of Highway 25, and they are our... Can-Am, Polaris, Skidoo, Honda, Yamaha, and Dirt and Trail Adventure Motorcycle brand leaders. They're the best. Check them out on the web, moonmotorsports.com. And I'm done, uh, Joe, so. Okay.
Clouds overhead, daylight arrives alone. Deep in her dreams, well, the people at the little, music cafe in Excelsior maybe hear this tonight. They will, right? Yeah, well, we don't need to pump tickets because you think it's they're sold out. Yeah, what a venue though, right there on the lake. This is from the new album. Yeah. What's the name of this song? Then she pulls away. When the ocean sleeps. When the ocean sleeps. Always returns. When the ocean sleeps, I fall more in love with her. Damn. Sounds like stuff I say to my wife all the time. Oh my god. No. Oh, here we go. That's all right. Don't let him give you anything. Exactly. I'm still, I'm still full throttle, baby. Chin up, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jeff? Take it like a pro. Jeff, you Jeff. might just make it in this business. You know, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I'm really... I got to say, though, guys, you know, first of all, thanks again for, for letting me come in Anytime. and hang out with you guys. You're like an amazing bunch. And you pretend to not like each other, but I know you do. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it starts with the with the top and it flows downhill. And, you know, I've met artists who their whole crew is a bunch of jerks, and it's because the artist is a jerk. Hmm. And this bunch is great. Things because you're a great guy. Right, you're sweet. Everybody, no, I don't dish BS anymore. I don't have time to to clean right. it up afterwards. You know, you, so. right. you see right through us because Jeff. Everybody in the building is afraid of us because we're always yelling at each other. <laughs> <laughs> they walk by this, they're like, "Oh my God, did you hear yeah. that?" So well, see, what's going I, on? I did notice some middle finger hellos in here. <laughs> 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 yeah. we, but, see, Jeff doesn't realize this, but from here on out, he's going to be joining us every garage door opener. Oh, you oh, didn't oh, know here on out. Wow. Is so, that like walleye opener? And yeah, it's <laughs> more important than the walleye opener. Will you please do one more for us? Oh, God, yeah. And just, tonight, I don't know if you're going to get in, but you could hang around outside and try something. Wow. Music yeah. Cafe in Excelsior. Yeah, 318 Music Cafe. Actually, music you know, y'all get on a plane, come over to Honolulu. Oh, I'd love to. Um, I'm not kidding. We're doing Nashville. We're yeah, doing the show in Nashville. Nashville. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be cool live from Nashville? Seriously, that would be fantastic. We could find a place. We know a guy that works at the airport. Yeah. Well, they, they don't have a studio. No, but we got a guy that gets out get of here. There. I can get you there. Oh, that airport. Yeah. No, I was going to say come down there and we'll we'll let you host the show from down there. You can do yes. a remote from Nashville. No, that's what we're, gonna we're do. going oh, to I do. Oh, I love this. it. Yeah. Let me, and let then me, I'll be recording with you. Let me be in town when that happens. We'll do it all. We'll dovetail we'll, we'll record together. during the off. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But <laughs> what is the sure. when is the best time? I mean, obviously summer is the obvious answer, but what is the best time to visit Nashville? When there are rooms available that aren't 500 a night. That kind of thing. But I don't think height of summer would be the time. I mean, Nashville gets pretty oh, damn man. hot. We are packed with tourists too. Yeah, I mean, they're just. I think we'll do a show inside. They're, they're coming oh. by the busload. But <laughs> on May seventh, I'll be at the Blue Note Hawaii in Waikiki, and nice. it's the premiere room. And everybody from Take Six to Cab Mo to all these people from all over the world play there. And I've got, you know, this is my fourth time, and they that's been, so cool. They let me back in, and I've got an incredible crew of Hawaiians. That is the biggest show I've ever put in there. And Kenneth McCulkane is with me. He's my partner. He's my brother over there. And as we say in Hawaiian, you know, you sing and talk story like we're doing. Right. Talk story. And then I've got Johnny Helm coming in as a guest. I've got uh, uh, Tarvin Makia and his daughter Mapuana. She's in on the Disney show uh, Doogie Kamealoha, which is a uh, kind of a teen uh, sitcom on Disney. Mm. She's one of the doctors. 
based on Doogie Howser, and then uh, Kaola Donahue, and our album, we're all a group called uh, a and the album has already won the Big Island Music Awards for Album of the Year, and it's up for, it's in the finals of the Nahoku Hanohano Awards. Nice. And when the ocean sleeps, I'm just, it's like I'm a proud papa. I'm watching my kid <laughs> enter his first swim yeah. you know. And my youngest son, Kessler, who is a swimmer, I, my dad was an Olympic swimmer at the Helsinki Olympics, Olympics in '52. Oh wow! I was, and he played guitar. I'm a, I was a champion swimmer at Blake. We, I had a school, a school record with my guys in the in the medley relay. Really? Played guitar. My son Kessler plays music and is a champion swimmer at King University. What kind of name is Kessler? Kessler is his name. Yeah, well, what did you make it up? Yeah, his mom loved, you know. Uh-oh. No, Joe. No, 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 get the no, horn, no, the name. The kid, no. kid, there's no name Kessler. No, no, it's a cool name. It's a cool name. Kessler, come on. That's a last name. He's a great guy, and uh, he's he and Dad are going to make our special weekend trip together. And, you know, he, he's been on stage with me in Wisconsin. We're going to be at Big Top Chautauqua. Okay. June, look it up, 7, 10, That's up Bayfield I'll post your entire tour schedule oh, on the okay. website. Yeah, yeah. But, that's uh, up Bayfield Way. Yeah, and that's like already like more than half sold. Oh, I can imagine. Nice. Yeah, I'm just Have you been in. there before? No, I just had that. people telling me, you got to play Big Top. So, yeah, and then so in Hawaii, you know, it's just it, it's where half my heart lives. Um so do you so, linger for a month or so when I, you go to Hawaii? I'd make it so. <laughs> From your lips to God's ears. No, it's, um, but what I, what I uh, have found out is my parents honeymooned there in 52, and uh, June of 52, I think it was. And uh, one day, and they stayed at the Hale Kalani, which is, you know, a famous. It's like the Royal Hawaiian, the Pink yeah. Hotel on the yep. beach, you know, where the, yep. all the outriggers and all the pictures of Diamond Head. And so one day, some friends of mine invited me to lunch, and we went to the Hale Kalani, and it's an outdoor, oh, it's just so beautiful. And I called mom and I said, hey, mom, I just had lunch at the Holly Kalani. She goes, that's really nice. That's probably where you started out. Oh, <laughs> oh, hey Thanks, mom. Hey, now. Oh, no. Hang up. I'll call you later. You should write a song about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so. I, honestly, I think that, you know, between my Minnesota roots, you know, my, my good, hardworking hometown blood, you know, and my Hawaiian spirit that was, you know, gathered at the time I was whatever. <laughs> Tell me what uh, Tennessee whiskey sounds like with your new band. It sounds like it's in Hawaiian. Okay. Yeah, yeah, check it out. It's online. I'm, just, I'm looking at it right now. I will. I just yeah. haven't had it. I'm looking it's, at your It's uh, translated Wikipedia. to Hawaiian. It's one of the uh, entries for so, uh, Hawaiian single of the year. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because their language, the, the cool thing about Hawaii is that they were denied their language for 100 years by the white guys that came over there and told them they couldn't do it anymore, and they forbid them to teach the language or teach the history or, you know what I mean, speak the language. Nice and guys, huh? Yeah. Is know. the language unique to the islands, yes. or is it Polynesian it, or all over the Pacific? It's all of the, you know, it's Samoa, Tahiti, yeah. you know, some, uh, you know it, the whole thing, Fijian, F- Filipino, Chinese. But the, here's the beautiful thing. You know, over here we're obsessed with separating people, mm-hmm. it seems like. And this is, I'll go on a little skinny branch here. Yeah. Um, in Hawaii, it's just mix, and everybody's the same because you know, okay, they're Brazilian and German and Hawaiian and you know Chinese or whatever. They don't bother with that anymore. And I made that rookie question um, the first time I was there, and they said, "No, he's mix, mix." Mm-hmm. So have, there's the, this beautiful unity. Yeah, we don't do that here. Not yet. Oh. But here's my hope, okay? You asked me about my life and why I'm doing positive music. Aloha, to me, is the peace word that might 
cure the world's mm-hmm. ills, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it might be the way that we unify because when we're giving love instead of demanding love, it's a whole different planet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's very stoic. I love that. I just, oh. I just, well, that's all right. <laughs> all uh, right. We hope. I just made that up, but I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> it's not <laughs> fake. You brought, uh, you brought up Tennessee whiskey. Such hates that song because for one year straight, oh, we yeah. played Chris Stapleton's version of Tennessee whiskey every single day on the radio at 325. And it drove him it crazy. Well, and I'm a Chris Stapleton fan. I love Chris. I mean, he's great. I got a buddy that's in his band. But, uh, you know, yeah, I think this is a very special version, um, and it's unique because it, and Dean Dillon gave us permission to put it on the record. So it's a compl- it, it's a blending of both Hawaiian and my mainland influences. Cool. Yeah, it's I pretty cool. I can't wait to hear it. Well, yeah. do you want to do that for us, or what are you going to do? Um, how about I think you? He's got the ukulele and the whole band oh, yeah. things oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the different I'm gonna sounds. I'm going to do it This is for you, Joe. Okay. I am, whoops, I didn't even write the key. What key am I in? And what why did I do this? That's <laughs> all right. Holy cow. Well, you know, I'm Glenn, here's another one of the Glenn's saving pieces of advice. If you do it perfect, they'll want it that way every time. <laughs> <laughs> I am a dreamer, a long shy believer. Never let no slow me down I'm someone who dances On high skinny branches With barely one fear of the ground It's when you feel something down In your heart pumping You listen what it has to say Forgetting nomenclature it's just human nature. Thank God I'm wired that way. You feeling me, Joe? I'm just as hard-headed as I'm independent. And I'm happy to cut my own road. I'll grade it and pave it and paint it and name it and take it wherever it goes. Yeah, John. Cause when you feel something down in your heart pumping, you listen what it has to say. You don't bother raskin' the wind will blow backwards. Cause that's how I'm wired that way. I know I'm imperfect. Sometimes uncertain I'm hoping that makes me sublime Cause there's no point in faking Some weak imitation Of the me that the man had in mind Yeah, and when you feel something down In your heart pumping You listen what it has to say don't bother asking The wind will blow backwards Waiting on cowboys to change Forget nomenclature It's just human nature But thank God I'm wired that way 
Wow. Uh, very wow. nice. Thank you. Very nice. Wow. Nice picking, John. Thank, Thank you. Thank nice. You, Johnny Hyde. You know, for, for knuckleheads like us, yeah. you yeah. know, I mean, here's the thing. My grandmother said something beautiful to me once. She goes, I'm finally old enough where I don't care what people think what I think. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And, you know, look at us, man. I mean, older than we've ever been. That's right. For I'll those of you who don't have cameras, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. trust us. <laughs> we are we are a raggedy bunch, you know. Yeah. But yeah. thank God we have each other. And you know, this world needs people that that hang together, um, not against anything. We just hang for each other, you know. And I'm for you guys. And I'm going to tell you that right now. This is Jeff Dayton saying Garage Logic is where it's at, y'all. All right. Thank you. Save right that. Back at you. Jeff, I want you have Jeff. no idea how much we needed this today yeah. on the show. I can't even tell you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. I want, I want Jeff to hear this okay. because they come to us all the way. Oh, my God. Oh, God. From Marloth Park. Just start packing up. In, in Mpumalanga, South Africa. This is where I light Lyman. up, Jeff. This is where I light up a heater. <laughs> See, most shows would do uh, This Day in History... And we would think that would be pretty corny. With like a, a wacky slide hey, whistle. it's this day in history. <laughs> no, we do them because they're sent to me by a couple in Africa. No way. Doing the Minnesota Dayton history. And the traveling linemen. And because the staff is too lazy to... Yeah. No, I would never do it if they didn't come to us all yeah, the way from right. Marlowe's Park. That's a lot of research. So Jeff should hear their quick story, though. This is a couple that is are dedicated listeners to the Garage Logic podcast, and they've been traveling the world for sold everything, left. They travel the world, and they're uh, they love South Africa. They're in a camp there. They got a beautiful little cottage. You can go on worldwidewaftage.com, and then there's giraffes looking at them. From <laughs> I don't think you have to tell them everything. I think I, I'm just, just it's just a cool me. story. It's a very cool story. On this day. Joe, today is April 14th. In 1805. I feel like we should have a musical left. Oh, yes. You can play something under it if you well, want. No, I'm just going to play that for everyone you have. All right. <laughs> you got more than one? Pine City. 15. Recorded a high temperature on this day. Uh-huh. Of 108. That's the water ski capital of the world. Pine City? You're thinking of Lake City. Oh, you it. are a complete yeah, swing and a miss. Talk about Pine City, Minnesota? Yeah. Well, you know, the guy that said that was that temperature only had four people witness it. So he, <laughs> 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 if they all agreed, then it was 108. Okay, it was in boiling water. Look. This is back in, you know, they didn't even have Pony Express back then. <laughs> On this day... In 1901. Okay. What day is this? Uh, April 14th. A poker game in Granite Falls ended in violence. <gasps> After playing for several hours, local dentist S. Wintner, his first name was S, <laughs> just an S. S. Like, yes. Notice his two kings have lost to two aces. Oh. Held by St. Paul card sharp William Leonard, the Irish Lord, eight <laughs> times in succession. Wintner produced a revolver, and when Leonard proclaimed his innocence, fatally shot him. At the trial later that year, Frank Nye, for the defense, made the creative assertion that gambling being a felony, Dr. Wintner had the right to stop such an act with violence if necessary. Wow. The jury, perhaps unsympathetic That's to a, a crooked gangster, found Wintner not guilty. Wow. And finally... 
Then he tied her up. <laughs> he lit the fuse to the dynamite. <laughs> and the train started coming. Right. And then, and, and then, then, and then alone June. On this day, April 14th. On, <laughs> in 1977, the Minnesota Asian Project, an organization that promotes civil rights, affirmative action, and legal services for the Asian community was officially incorporated by Dennis Tachiki and Daniel Matsumoto. Okay. That happened on this day in 1977. Right. Is that, right there. Is that right. it? Is that it? That, you, know, you, can, you can finish it, though, with your... There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that train was coming! <laughs> Thank you to Jeff Dayton tonight at the 318 Music Cafe in Excelsior. Tickets are not available. Good luck. No, I think they're about Isn't the greatest luck. I've ever heard. Tickets are no longer, we're sold out. They're not available. That's, Thank you. That's the We only sold 19. Yeah. <laughs> My heart goes out to all y'all and, and everybody up here listening around the world. I mean, do you have how many listeners? How Quite many, a few lately. You've had over a million downloads? Mm. Is, is that yeah, well, that's monthly, month? son. Yeah, monthly. Monthly. That's monthly, son. Man. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. You know, my grandfather said there's no ink better than any ink, you know? <laughs> what now? Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, what? Wait a minute. What? You know, even there's bad no news is good news. Than any ink. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, this like he used to say, you made the big ink. Yeah. You know, the big ink was like the headline. Right. You know, like the big, big font right. on the newspaper. Yeah, I'm aware of that. And I, Glenn Campbell <laughs> would say, being with you guys is like walking in towel cotton and wiping your on the top leaf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jeff, you know, this is a rare occurrence that we can end the show this way, because we usually have a music outro where the Rook kind of wraps things up. I, I'm wondering if you and John might uh, might uh, pleasure us with that, as Rook tells us about YouTube and other things. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Prep Mr. President, would you like to wrap it up in musical format? I'm not sure if we can rap. I don't think I do rap. <laughs> Someone to drop a beat. Drop a beat for me, and I'll... Uh, I'll see if I can rap uh, Inner City. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, this is good. This is good. Oh, dear God. I woke up this morning. <laughs> I put my slippers on. I said to the doorman, <laughs> How you doing, Don? He gave me a funny look as I went across the street. But you don't know about me. It's all about that urban beat. <laughs> I went to get my hair cut. At the barber's pole, 
I didn't like his haircut. I looked like Larry Curly and Moe. So wrapping up the show, you're looking for a podcast. There's no rhyming here. Just go to Pod MN on your smartphone. Pod MN on your smartphone. Check out GarageLogic.com. GarageLogic.com for the town council. How much Boy, is it, did Revis? you get your money's worth today for ten bucks a month? Ten bucks a month. A that's nothing. That's horse crap. No rhyme with horse crap. It is. Uh, no, I won't. Buy it. <laughs> I'm out of gas. Uh, GarageLogic.com for the town council. And don't forget, uh, sign up on YouTube. Subscribe to the Garage Logic page on YouTube. And don't forget to check out uh, Mr. Dayton, Jeffrey Dayton, on Instagram, as well as daughter Carrie, Carrie Dayton. She's and got quite Jeff, a few following. Jeff Dayton Music, Music. at. Never mind. That's his. That's his email you just, address. You just, if you Google Jeff Dayton, it comes right yeah. up. Wow. That's how you can get the album. Why too. do we let the two most incompetent people wow. do right. the sign I, up I on all the technical aspects of it? Wouldn't. Wouldn't. I almost gave out his email address. Thank you, GLers. Yeah. No, 